0: This is a reading of a collection of lectures by Rudolf Steiner, entitled How the Spiritual World Projects into Physical Existence, the Influence of the Dead. Uh, Collected Works, Volume 150, this is Lecture 2, delivered at The Hague on Easter Sunday, the 23rd of March, 1913. It may never be known how many hearts in Western Europe still feel sufficiently connected in spirit and soul, with the divine and natural world, that on this day, this feast of hope for the future, in this year, the thought lives in them of how this is a year when this feast of spring and hope may come as early as possible, at a time when fresh shoots are rising from the womb of Mother Earth, when the season we call spring enters into human lives. Easter Sunday It is the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the first day of spring, which is the 21st of March. Three dates that may at other times be relatively far apart follow one another closely this year. First day of spring, the day before yesterday. Spring full moon, yesterday. And Easter Sunday, today. For those who are gaining spiritual insight into the world, Something very special is inscribed in the universe in a year such as this. For someone who endeavors to go with feeling into the spiritual secrets of the universe and the evolution of time, it is right also to gain a feeling for what is meant to be inscribed in our human evolution on earth with this spring festival. Someone who knows how the sun relates to the moon, knowing it in the way in which one can get to know it from perceiving how the combined action of sun and moon is recorded in spiritual scientific script, will also know the deep secret connected with the Christ as earth spirit, and the spirit we call Yahweh, or Jehovah. Those who know the connection between sun and moon will hear in sounds that awaken understanding the paradise legend of the fall with human beings led astray by Lucifer and of the words that God spoke in judgment. Those who seek to understand some of the things written between the lines in my title Occult Science can get a sense of the connection between the secret of sun and moon and the secret that is usually referred to as the temptation by Lucifer and the action taken by Yahweh or Jehovah. However, today we'll concentrate more on how sun and moon as they follow one another in their influence on the earth from this Good Friday to this Easter Saturday, present something of a question mark to the occultist, being inscribed in the spiritual universe in a deeply mysterious way. And this year the answer is that they follow one another as quickly as possible, with Easter Sunday immediately following the spring full moon's Saturday. Easter Sunday is the day of remembrance and the day of hope, the day which reflects the mystery of Golgotha for us in symbolic form. There are secrets behind the physical, sense-perceptible, natural world around us, and the unveiling of such secrets will always, in a way, take us close to the solemn guardian of the threshold. The Easter secret is another one. And in a particular way, it absolutely demands that the human soul reaches maturity before understanding it, though instinctively everyone can always make that inner offering of devotion that may fill our soul when the first day of spring is followed by the day of earth confidence and trust, the day of redemption and resurrection, Easter Sunday. When spring comes, when the sun relates to the earth in such a way that thanks to its powers the plant seeds may sprout from the womb of Mother Earth, the human soul begins to shout for joy inwardly, as though in the bright light of Paradise. For it knows that powers move through the cosmos that in cycle upon cycle, with every new year, conjure forth from the Earth's womb what is needed for external life and also for the soul's life, so that human beings may follow their course from the beginning to the end of earth evolution. When the impressions made by winter as it covers Mother Earth's soil with ice and snow, all this calls into life the thought of everything that will one day cause the earth to fall into decay in the universe and will one day take earth into the state of frozen cosmic rigidity so that it will no longer serve as a dwelling place for humanity. If winter calls up thoughts like these, then every new spring calls up the other thought in the human soul. Yes, earth, from your very origin you have always been given new powers of youth, of life renewing itself. It is given to you to call the soul forth again to shout for joy inwardly, but also to inward devotion. And whilst the cold cover of ice is still spread on the ground, Hopeful ideas nevertheless combine in the human soul with a sense, a feeling, that the earth will still be able to sustain human beings with its powers of spring and summer so that they will have opportunity to develop all the abilities, all the inner powers that lie within them. This is the inner reverent jubilation in the soul at the spring equinox. It arises because the soul feels full of hope that the earth can continue and that the earth can provide the opportunity to develop human powers to the full. But the question, no doubt, also comes to the human soul. Will all powers of the sun be able to overcome all the powers of winter, or at least keep them in balance? Won't winter forces, perhaps, act so strongly on earth that the earth has to enter into a frozen state before the human soul has completed its mission on earth? will spring always have the strength that is needed, a thought which perhaps does not come too easily to human souls that look only at the natural world outside, but must come more and more to souls able to go deeply into the true spirit within the universe. These souls seek to decipher the great tremendous writing in which the secrets of the world are inscribed in the cosmos. Unlike the writing of winter's struggle with summer, another writing will then be evident to the soul, the writing inscribed in our universe, when we follow the moon in its mysterious course, how it completes its cycle invisibly and visibly. Ah, the light of the moon. It is like a mysterious letter in the world's script, finding its place in the original eternal creative word of earthly life. When the occultist seeks to fathom this moonlight, it will at first remind him of the avenging voice of Yahweh after the temptation by Lucifer in Paradise. But then it will also remind him of the marvelous, mysterious reality of the Buddha, letting his spirit go out into the cosmic universe. What is the moonlight telling us when it is present in the darkness of night, just as the dream is present in a human being's sleep? The occultist learns that, as much the occultist learns that as much is always taken away from the powers of the active sun from the powers of the sun that again and again renew earth evolution as light of the sun is shown back by the full moon. the human soul may dream its way into nights filled with the moon's magic. The occultist knows that as much of the sun's light and warmth is taken away as the full moon lets shine down onto the earth of this sunlight. The full moon thus is the constant symbol for what is taken away from the sun. And in every spring, when the sun is once again rising into earthly life with its powers, the occultist knows that however little may be apparent on the outside, the sun's powers are weaker with every new spring than they were in the preceding spring and that as much has been taken away of its powers as the full moon has let shine on the earth. The full moon that comes after the spring equinox may seem mysterious to human beings, lending wings to their souls, but it is also solemnly and most seriously reminding us of the earthly and cosmic fact that the sun has lost powers with every new spring, and that human beings would never be able to achieve in their mission on earth what they would achieve if those powers were not taken from the sun. To be sentient of this puts a huge question mark into the cosmos. Sentience of this determines the attitude in their hearts for the occultists of earlier times. They would say to themselves, We look up to the sun. Zarathustra once made its secrets known to humanity. We look up to the moon, its secret came to its most significant expression in the Yahweh religion. Looking at the two signs in the heavens, we know that sun and moon working together means decline for the earth. Close quote. Those occultists of old would turn their eyes to a point in earth evolution itself, the point where in the fullness of time the spirit of the sun rose from the earth itself in the body of Jesus of Nazareth when the Christ died on the cross on Golgotha and the Spirit of the Christ united with the earth. This was a cosmic event in the earth's life, to create a power that would counterbalance all the powers which the moon took away from the sun as this sun was influencing the earth from the cosmos. When the Christ Spirit made a human soul its dwelling place, and from there spread out over the whole of Earth's existence as its evolution continued, something was created that replaced those sun powers with the powers of moon, excuse me, which the powers of moon are taking away all the time. And so the human soul understands its connection with the cosmos when morally and spiritually it will, of its own accord, add the third day, the death and resurrection on Golgotha. And when they come too close to one another, the advancing powers of the sun in the cosmos, which from their infinite goodness always want to give new life to the earth, and the harsh moon spirit, which because of the lucifer spirit and its powers, must take the sun's forces away from it, in so far as it is but the natural sun, the human soul is morally and spiritually able to add this third day, Easter Sunday like the answer to the great cosmic question. They are side by side most marvelously in years like the present one. Good Friday, this year it may particularly warn us in cosmic occult writing that in every new spring powers are taken from the sun and that the earth might die before the human soul has developed all its powers. Full moon on Easter Saturday, a marvelous secret up above in the cosmos the marvelous sign, symbol of Yahweh, who lets the thunder of His voice roll through paradise when human sin makes the consequence of temptation shine out. Down below on earth, the symbol of the newly risen power of earth, the Christ resting in His tomb. There follows the symbol of the sun who is risen again, the sun risen again from the human soul, Easter Sunday. Let us feel this trinity in our soul. Let us feel the cosmic sun, followed by the cosmic moon, followed by the moral and spiritual sun. Let us feel the symbol of this trinity in our soul, how the spirit overcomes matter, life overcomes death. Let us feel something of the quality that can fill us if we are occultists of our time in the proper sense of the word, so that human beings will learn to feel in the Christ impulse that is coming to revelation more and more what must be there within them, so that, as human beings, they find a way away from the dying earth to higher stages of evolution for the immortal human soul that proceeds to live in eternity. The End of Lecture 2